If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 1 this morning. John chapter 1. What a great service we've had so far. Good attendance. And um, I hope you've noticed the difference. There's a little difference in the lighting here. We're trying to uh, decide on the lighting. And we've taken down about 25 or 35 chandeliers. Now, some of y'all didn't even notice that, so I shouldn't even said anything. Amen? But I've noticed one thing. I can see your faces a lot better. So if you nod off, I got your number. Amen? I got your number anyway. Amen? I can just tell when somebody talks in the back or whatever. It's just amazing how it just catches your eyes when you're a preacher. Uh, and I don't see anything else, probably. But I've had a good week. I'll tell you what, we had a great time preaching in jail uh, Tuesday morning. Amen? Uh, I preached to the ladies' uh, division and then the men. And we had ten ladies uh, trust the Lord as their Savior. And then uh, four men... And then we went to YDC and all chaos broke out and uh, didn't have anybody say, but I preached, I preached anyway, amen. And so you have good service, you have bad services. And, uh, uh, you know, the devil just, just took a hold of that service on Tuesday night and distracted the whole thing and opposition. But I felt a lot of liberty over at Walker County. Brother uh, Steve Gregory and his wife is doing a great job. Matter of fact, Miss Gill was uh, handling the ladies after I preached and uh, they Really receptive, so you pray for them. It's good to see somebody get saved anywhere, anytime. And you say, oh, it's just jailhouse religion. That's what's wrong with your faith. Folks, I believe some of them got saved. Amen? And if one of them got saved, or even under conviction, it was worth the trip. Say amen. Praise the Lord. So we had a great week. I appreciate seeing people saved. It's what I live for. You ought to appreciate being saved. Amen? All right, John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 18. I'll be very brief because I know you've got a lot of family get-togethers, but I want to tell you something. You wouldn't even have a family if it wasn't for the Lord. Amen? And you wouldn't be saved and you wouldn't appreciate your family if it wasn't for the Lord. Amen? Somebody's already asked me if I was going to be brief tonight. I said, I'm going to be as brief as I can be. Amen? But we're not going to rush through the Lord's Supper. I'll tell you what, I love to take the Lord's Supper. That's one of the ordinances of the church. You ought to get, uh, you ought to get baptized, you ought to take the Lord's Supper, and you ought to do it often and remember the Lord. Because he was born to die, and he died that we might live. Amen. That's the only reason he came. Uh, not for a vacation. Uh, he was the greatest missionary that ever walked this earth, was the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He came for us. When we couldn't come to him, he paved the way, shed his precious blood. But who came? I believe God came. That's why Jehovah Witnesses will not celebrate Christmas. They don't believe in the deity of Christ. They believe it's a sin to have a Christmas tree in your house. They take it out of context, Jeremiah chapter 17, where it says you deck a tree with silver. Folks, that means you cover the whole thing, and it was an idol. It wasn't a tree, amen? How many worshiped your tree before you left this morning, amen? Praise God. I was just glad I could see it after all the presents were gone, amen? We had all 12 grandchildren, all 12 grandchildren in my house yesterday. That was a blessing because most of the time they're about 7,000 miles away, and we're going to send them all back but one. Tyler's staying and training to go to Istanbul. No, I mean, uh, no, uh, Thailand, I think it is, amen. And, you know, I thought that Mark and Amy were half crazy when they took these two young men in the house. I hope I don't embarrass you. And, but I think that's probably the best Christmas gift you ever got. Say amen, Tyler, right there. I meant, I meant the best Christmas gift you ever got was you got to go into a home like that and let your uncle beat on you when you was bad and, you know, discipline you and whip the devil out of it. I mean, that's good. These two young men 
you know, and I said, man, you already got three kids. You're going to take two more on? And they said, yep. And I'm going to tell you something that's made an eternal difference. Uh, Chase is going to finish high school, and he's going to uh, come back, and uh, Lord only knows what he's going to do. <laughs> but, you know, he's going to do something for the Lord. Amen? And where would these young people be if it hadn't been for Mark and Amy? You say, you're bragging on your daughter? You better believe it's only, only a daughter that's present right now. The other one comes in, I'll brag on her. But we had four, 12, 12 grandchildren around the tree, and I want to tell you something, we couldn't even see the tree for the presence. It was, I said, you know, Jesus only got three gifts. And then Jason brought up, yeah, but one of them was gold. Amen? Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but, but praise the Lord. Uh, Christmas is good to our house. I don't know about you. And I believe in all that. Amen? Matter, matter of fact, in Isaiah, it says that they had fir trees and pine trees in the tabernacle. There you go. It's scriptural to have that Christmas tree back there in that uh, thing. So all you Jehovah Witnesses here this morning... I'm going to straighten you out on this uh, not, not observing Christmas. Amen? Anyway, uh, we ain't got time for that. All right, Jer uh, John chapter 1, <laughs> verses 1 through 18. I ain't fighting the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're wrong and they know it. L uh, let's stand to honor the Word of God because Jesus is God and God is Jesus. Amen? I'm not being mean or ugly. I was born that way. I'm just saying, folks, God came to us when we couldn't come to Him. Emmanuel. I'm going to prove it to you in the most neglected. I want to title this message, Brother uh, Cody, The Most Neglected Christmas Story in the Word of God. You'll not see many preachers preach on this because it's, it doesn't have the character to it. But it does have a wonderful message. In the beginning was the Word. That's exactly how Genesis starts. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same, uh, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was, was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. And as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, listen to this now, nor the will of the flesh, no works, nor the will of man, but of God. Now here's one of the greatest Christmas verses in the Bible. It says, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of Him that cried, saying, This was He of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me, and of the fullness have all received the grace, listen to this now, and of his fullness have all we receive, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Amen. No man has seen God at any time. The only, the only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father he hath declared 
Him. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for this great Christmas story. And Lord, I pray, dear God, that we'd, we'd see the essence of Christmas, the depth of Christmas, and the reality of Christmas that, God, you came to us to rescue our unworthy souls. Die on that cruel cross. Three days later, arise from the dead, and 40 days later, ascend back to heaven. And Lord, you ever live to make intercession for every person in here that will call upon you. Lord, thank you for a heavenly Father that would love us enough to come to us when we couldn't come to him. Lord, thank you for the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who declares his glory, that presents his grace. And God gives us an opportunity to receive the truth, the true life, and the true light of life. Lord, please bless this message Use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The gospel of John has been called the gospel of eternity. It's called the gospel of God. In John chapter 20, in verse 31, it tells the reason that John wrote this epistle. The Bible, or this, this gospel. In John chapter 20, in verse 31, it says, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. The Bible says in 1 John 5, uh, verse 12, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. I'm telling you, this existing. You're just marking time like those ladies and gentlemen were before they got saved in Walker County Jail Tuesday. You're just marking the calendar. Folks, listen, if you're not saved, you're wasting God's breath, God's life, and there was a dilemma. We couldn't come to him in our works. We couldn't come with it, to him with the will of the flesh. We couldn't come to the, uh, with our own blood. And Jesus, God, sent himself to us. Around the time of this year, just about every preacher is preaching the stories of Christmas as revealed in the Gospels. From Matthew's birth, the narrative of Joseph and the, and the three uh, uh, the kings of of the east coming and worshiping the baby, uh, the, the toddler, three years later, I believe it took them about three years to get there. They didn't come to the manger. They came to the house. Read Luke 2 sometime. Other preachers might uh, mind the riches of Luke, which includes the birth of John and Mary's story and Jesus laid in a manger, shepherds and angels, angels proclaiming uh, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I understand why during the season of Christmas, preachers preach these stories of Matthew out of Luke and Matthew. Um, I've done it many times. I was looking over all my uh, sermons that I preached over these 42 um, years, 44 years of preaching, my word, 44 years of preaching. And I got a host of, of messages, and most of them uh, deal with the manger and Luke and, 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 but the Christmas story of the Gospel of John's different. Uh, th this story is, uh, doesn't portray, uh, 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 is not portrayed in Christmas pageants much. Uh, we don't find the innkeeper in John. But we do have a version of no room in the inn because the Lord came into his own and his own received him not. You know, a lot of people don't have time for Christ. I don't even have time to come to a Christmas service. Thank you for being here. But I want you to know, friend, we find uh, Jesus born not in a stable uh, in John chapter uh, 1, but we see him in a tent. The word dwell among us, the word dwell 
literally, uh, uh, it refers to born in a tent. But that tent was a, a 33-year-old lifetime tent of the flesh. He dwelled among us. Maybe he was referring to the glory and the grandeur of the tabernacle and the temple. And he says he dwelled among us. And so folks, literally, Mary's womb became the tabernacle of the highest of highs, the holies of holies. Folks, it became the tabernacle of God. It's a miraculous miracle. The incarnation. And the Christmas story in John begins with an angelic visitor, but, but uh, doesn't begin with an angelic visitor. But it, it begins with the word of God, and it says, in the beginning. Look at verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. I believe in the deity of Christ. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three and all three in one. And He's not a created being. He has always been. Genesis 1, 26 says, Let us make man in our image. Now, folks, listen. He, he created male and female that we would mirror that image of oneness. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Through the Word, God created all things, including life and light. In Matthew uh, wise men from the east bore the witness, but in, in John's gospel we see uh, John the Baptist uh, proclaiming the birth of Christ. In Luke, angels and shepherds fulfill this role. But thank God, in verses 6 through 9, we see a voice crying in the wilderness, a very unusual preacher. And there was a, a man sent from God whose name was John. In John chapter 11, I believe it is, uh, Jesus said there's not a greater woman born of man, a greater man born of woman than John. I'll get that right. And folks, I want you to know this. He was saying he, he didn't perform one miracle. He didn't speak in tongues. He, didn't, he wasn't a, a traveling evangelist. He was sent by God. He was humbled by God. And he was uh, filled by God. And folks, he fulfilled the very purpose of being a servant, crying out, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Look at verse uh, uh, 7. It says, The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Now listen, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. And folks, we see uh, he welcomed the children of God to be reborn, and all, uh, all men to be reborn. And look at verse 13. He says, which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And so, folks, we see that all of us are, is in the Christmas story. We all can be a part of this. Is that we see that in the Christmas story of John chapter 1, he's saying there's the deity of Christ. But also there's the descent of Christ. And praise God, there is the directive of Christ. You must be born again. Now, folks, that's not a deep message, and that's, uh, it's not a, a flamboyant message of, of shepherds and, and uh, uh, wise men and, and things, but, folks, this is the essence of Christmas, is that He came to us. Look at verse 14. This is the key verse. I'll just introduce the message and preach it tonight. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word dwelt means tabernacle. It means dwell like in a temporary abode. His flesh was temporary. And it says this, and so is yours, but your soul will live forever in one of two places, either heaven or hell. 
You're going to live eternally somewhere. And it says, He dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so, folks, we see the Word of God was active in creation. But then, praise God, He is the reason for regeneration. He came to us to present God. He was God in the flesh to present Himself. He dwelt among us. He tabernacled among us in a human flesh. The gift of Christmas was wrapped up in a body that got weary and got thirsty and got hungry and was lonely. And folks, he was God in flesh coming to you and bearing your sin and bleeding and dying at the cross of Calvary just for you. The presence of the Word in the human flesh reveals the glory of God. Glory is not a radiant light, however, it's rather the fullness of God's truth. And, and folks, grace upon grace is found in verse 16. Every day, by the grace of God, you get up and you're alive and you have all those presents that you, you're going to get tomorrow. And it's, it's, it's a gift from God. It's not a gift from some overweight person that can't get down your chimney. It's from God. Amen? God gave you the gift of grace and truth. He also showed His glory. So the Christmas story in the fourth gospel ends by acknowledging that every one of us can be part of the Christmas story. But the tragedy is there was no room in the heart. And folks, the, the, the essence of the Christmas story is that, folks, Christ came to us, God came to us and manifested His grace and His truth to us. The Bible even says in verse 18, no man's ever seen God. But if you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. Amen? There's the deeper truth of Christmas. There's the amazing event of Christmas. There's the transforming moment of Christmas. There's the stunning revelation of Christmas. There's the life-changing miracle of Christmas that the Word was made flesh. Emmanuel. And folks, before you can have peace on earth and goodwill towards man, Luke chapter 2, verse 14, you have to have Jesus. You need Jesus. It's a timeless truth. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the glory of God manifested to you. I want to just close by just giving you an outline of John chapter 1. I want you to see in verse 1 and 2 the deity of Christ. The, the God of all gods, the only God, came to you and wrapped himself up in flesh. No man knew Mary. Uh, she's not the mother of God, dear Catholic friend. She's the mother of Jesus. There's a big difference. God the Father performed a miracle. And she was with child by the Holy Ghost and and, and Joseph even wanted to put her away or divorce her in that patrol time. But the angel appeared to him and says, hey, this is not of man. Emmanuel is God. And so in the beginning, that's how John starts out. The same three words in Genesis chapter 1. And then as I've already quoted in Genesis chapter 1, 26, it says, let us make man in our image. His own testimony tells us that he's always been. He always is. He's not a created being. 
I want you to look at John chapter 8, verse 58, just next door. The Bible says, Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. They were trying to discern how he could be a descendant of Abraham, and uh, they were questioning him, and he said, Hey, listen, let me just say this. Before Abraham was, I am. And folks, he said, uh, on up a little bit, he said, Abraham saw me in my day. And folks, that was Genesis 22 when God said, I'll provide myself a lamb. He's always been. He always will be. In John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer, the real Lord's prayer, right before Jesus goes to the cross, what does he say in verse 5? John 17, verse 5. Y'all gonna look? <laughs> John 17, verse 5. It says, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Folks, God's not, Jesus not plan B. Jesus is God. And God is Jesus. And folks, the miracle of it all is that he is God coming to you when you couldn't come to him. I see not only the deity of Christ, but I see the design of God. Look at verse 2. And it was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning with God. Folks, the triune God was there. It's different in the beginning of God's, uh, John's gospel than the other three gospels. In Matthew, it begins with the genealogy of Christ and tells of his conception and his birth. In Mark, it begins by telling of Christ's baptism at the age of 30 by John the Baptist. And Luke, it, began, it begins the story of Jesus by telling him the announcement of his birth. But not so in John. Folks, he goes back to eternity in John. He goes back to the past and way past the past. He goes before time was and says, hey, listen, in the beginning was God. Amen? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. So he goes back to eternity past and presents Christ, not as a babe in the manger, but the second person of the Holy Trinity. Amen? He's God. And he came to you and descended to this earth. And that's what I want you to see, third of all, not only his, uh, his, his uh, deity and his design, but I want you to see his descent. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And folks, the, word, the word, word is where we get our word logos. It means revelation. It means manifestation. And folks, listen, God's approaching man by becoming man. He wanted you to understand how much God loved you, so He came to you and proved how much He loved you by giving up the splendor and glory of heaven and the wonderful fellowship with God the Father and the Holy Ghost. And he come to this earth and is wrapped up in flesh. Man's finite mind cannot grasp this. That's probably why there's not a play out of John chapter 1, I'll tell you that, on Christmas. But folks, there's a mystery of the Trinity that's so real. I can't trace God, I must trust Him. Folks, it's the visible expression of the invisible God. Jesus. Look at Philippians chapter 2. You knew I was going there. Philippians chapter 2 real quick. <clears throat> My introduction took a little lo too long, but 
Praise God, I wanted to be thorough. It says in verse 6, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a what? Servant. And was made in the likeness of who? Man. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But that's not the end of the story. It says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. By the way, there is no other name where you can get saved by. And then look at verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, of the things in earth, and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Folks, I want to tell you something. He loved you enough to humble himself the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, sovereign God became a helpless, dependent baby. Baby. Wrapped himself up in the confines of a human flesh. The creator of all. A helpless little baby. Walked this earth, set his face like a flint, Isaiah said, towards Calvary, and went all the way to the top of Calvary. And gave his blood for you. It was a shadow of the cross. Jesus came to us and offered us real life. Real life. Look at um, John chapter 1, back in John chapter 1 verse 4. It says, in him was life. And the, li and the life was in the light of men. God help us to realize we need God this morning. More than we need the world. God help us to realize we need the gift of salvation more than any gift that we could ever receive. God help us to realize he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father but by him. He's the way. He's the life. He said, he, he, look at verse 4. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. He presented life. Jesus came, and he was the light of the world. That's a dark world, isn't it? I mean, it's a dark world. They just they stopped a terrorist attack, a terrorist that was going to blow up half of San Francisco on Christmas Day. They got him in jail. Thank God that's where he belongs the rest of his life. Terrorist. Uh, it was indoctrinated online. Watch what your children watch on the computer. Amen? And, uh, you know, folks, this it's a dark world. It's a dismal world. It's a confusing world of this generation. Folks, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, when, when I grew up, the only person that was fighting Christmas was Jehovah Witnesses. Now you got a, a movement going on against Christmas. Folks, listen, it's not pagan to remember the birth of Christ. It's pagan to put things before Christ. Say amen. It's not pagan to rejoice and have joy that He came to us, that God came to us. They was born in a feed trough outside the inn. But thank God it was more than that. It was God manifesting the love of God and the light of God and the life of God to us. And the only hope for men is the light of life. Look at verse 5. It says, The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. He's the light. You know, Jesus ought to light up your life. Amen? I like a lot of light. Somebody told us we ought to just get a darker auditorium and then have all the light on the platform. This ain't no show. And you're not in some theater. I think we ought to look at the Bible and see the Word of God when I'm preaching. Amen. Check me out. Bring your Bible to church. Amen. 
Make sure it's biblical. If it's not scriptural, it's not spiritual. Amen? But I want you to see this. I want you to look at uh, uh, verse 11 and 12. And he came into his own, and his own received him not. No room in the end. But as many as received him, how do you receive the gift of Christmas? And as many as received him, to them, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. <laughs> Praise God. I don't see angels in this chapter. I don't see shepherds. I don't see kings of Orient art and camels. I don't see Mary. I don't see Joseph. I don't see a little stable. I don't see all those sweet characters of Jesus. But folks, I see something else in this chapter. I see God coming to us. I can't comprehend it. But praise God, when I was 11 and a half year old son of a drunk and couldn't, couldn't come to God if I had to, He came to me as Jesus was preached, as the cross was lifted, as, he, as somebody preached, the blood is enough. I came to Jesus and received the gift of Christmas. I said this in jail, Brother Steve. The only way you can receive a gift is believe the word of the giver. And they handed out some nice gifts uh, to those prisoners. Stuff to eat. That's good when you're in prison. Say amen. Praise God. I mean, something to eat. And I was pumping that up. In a minute, you're going to get something to eat. And it's going to be nice stuff like Oreo cookies and crackers and junk food that all of you love. And those ladies just beam. Boy, I can't wait for that. And I said, well, how are you going to receive it? You're going to believe the word of the giver. When the chaplain comes in here in a minute and says, hey, this is yours, ladies, you're going to say, Hey, I don't deserve it. I ain't been that good. I haven't been naughty or nice and counted it twice or whatever that song goes. But I know one thing. This chaplain in Rock of Ages prison ministry loves me enough to give me this gift. I believe it. I receive it. And praise God, I believe they've been munching on that ever since. But most important of all, 10 of those ladies got saved. And they got saved by receiving the free gift of eternal life. Only the light of truth, of love, of forgiveness shines the heart through the light of the world, Jesus Christ. But how, and let me close with this, but how do they see the light today in this dark and confusing and religious and crazy world? You know, it's even dark in auditoriums today. It's dark in churches today. I mean, they have strobe lights in a church. They have rock and roll music and they have entertainment in a church. If we ever have that Fire me. No, you won't have to worry about that. Amen. I'll be dead in a grave if that takes place. Fire him, praise God. But I'm just saying, listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Folks, that's not the way to worship. I'm going to get off on a tangent. But the way to worship is with Christ's honor and music. I'm so glad we gave up the canned music so these young people have a chance to, to blow the trumpet and the baritone and the cymbals and whatever they got. Amen. I thought Jack was going to demonstrate how to dance in the Lord in Sunday school, but he didn't. Thank God he didn't. Afraid of that, praise God. I definitely didn't want his wife to. But anyway, you know. But we had a good lesson. It was wonderful about worship. But folks, worship is realizing who he is. And worship's not entertainment. You can worship through prayer. You can worship through giving an offering. You can worship through preaching. You can worship by reading your Bible. 
And you worship most definitely by walking the walk and not talking the talk. But how are we going to get the light to the world? What's the Christmas story to continue? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, and I'll close. You say, hurry, preacher. I got five lunches and two ants coming over and a partridge and a pear tree. Amen, I understand. <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. But I'm so glad you're here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3, the Bible says this, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Now listen, lost friend, this, none of this makes sense to you. But folks, we don't get saved by being educated. We don't get saved by reformation. You get saved by the Spirit of God coming in your life and making known who Jesus is. You can't even call Jesus Lord without the Holy Ghost. Much less submit to Him. The Holy Spirit empowers you to worship. And the Holy Spirit convicts you to get saved, say amen. I want to tell you something, without the Holy Ghost conviction, you're going to sit there and be bored to death and hope and pray I don't go to 1230 so you can get to that lunch. Or get to Walmart for one more round. The day I walked in there, I said, man, my feet are killing me. I was at Sam's, I said, I'm going to get one of those carts for those old people to get on. And Jason wouldn't let me. No, you ain't that old. Come on, you walk it with me. So I walked all over Sam's. Praise God, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do it again, not this afternoon. But folks, Christmas is more than that. It's got to be. It's more than getting. It's even more than giving. It's receiving Him. Look at verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Little G, devil. Lest the light, listen now, this is exciting, of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Folks, listen. The way we get the light to this dark and confusing and commercialized crazy world is the gospel. It's the image of God. The gospel's the death, burial, and resurrection. Say amen. If you take the go out of gospel, all you got is a spell. Gospel. Look at the word. That's deep. Don't miss that one. It's just a spell. And everybody can get a spell. We can get some emotional sensation if we just pump it up a little bit. But folks, that's not salvation. Salvation is seeing Jesus in the gospel. But not just seeing Jesus, but seeing God. And seeing that He adopted us. And took us in. And by His grace, invited us into Him. By His glory that we could share that one day in heaven. And by His truth that we might not try to trace God, but praise God, we'd simply believe God and receive God. Because Jesus came to us when we couldn't come to Him. And shed His blood. And He truly was born to die. But folks, John just says it. He was born as life. He was born in this world to be life and to be light. And he says in verse 14, and the word was made flesh. Would you meditate on that just a minute? 
on this Christmas Eve. He's made flesh. That's something to celebrate. That's something to be excited about. That's something to shout, go tell it on the mountain about. And it says, we beheld his glory. God's glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm glad we got the truth. I'm glad that somebody preached the truth about heaven and hell to me when I was a little boy. And I received the gift of Christmas. So John, don't, he doesn't have all these characters that we can emulate in a play. He doesn't have the manger. He doesn't even have the angels. He doesn't even have, he don't even have the shepherds. Good night. No manger. But praise God, he's got the eternal truth. That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But here's my question. Have you been back to verse 12? Or are you stuck in verse 11? He came to his own and his own received him not. You were born for his glory, Isaiah 43. You were born to please him, Revelation 4.11. You are born to be saved. You're born to serve the Lord, like Philip used to sing up here all the time. You were born to be his vessel of grace and truth. His light, his voice. But look at verse 12 and I'll close. But as many as received him, when you receive him by faith, to them gave he power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So, friend, I'm in a pretty good family. Matter of fact, I got a real good family. And I'm not talking about my earthly family. I'm talking about I'm a child of the almighty, everlasting, eternal God. God is my Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be His name. And I am His Son. By adoption, He chose me. <laughs> By grace and by truth, Brother Steve, I received the greatest gift I could ever receive. And praise God, one day, I'm going to bow at His feet in the glorious heaven because He came down to this gory, dark, sinful world and rescued me. Receive Him. Believe the word of the giver. Trust him. Receive the gift of Christmas. Let's pray. Father, and I gladly call you Father, and I thank you for John's gospel, a deep gospel, an eternal gospel, a gospel of the King. Thank you, Lord, for inspiring John to go back not to the manger,
and even back to Abraham or even Adam and Eve. But God, you inspired him to go back to all eternity past and say, I'm the Word. I am. And always will be. And I'm over everything. And I created everything. And by grace and truth, I can recreate you. Thank you for the powerful Christmas story of John chapter 1. I've enjoyed preaching it. And I've enjoyed rejoicing over the truth of Emmanuel, God, you came to us. And Lord, please help this world not to shun you anymore and reject you anymore and blaspheme, blaspheme you anymore. But God, to simply bow before the gospel truth of the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension and be saved.